This is your new morning routine. Cap and Jay Hood. Follow Cap J Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's home for sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Woo. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to Cap and Jay Hood. Weekday morning, 7 to 10, right here on ESPN 1000. What's up? Good morning. Hey, it's Black and Abdallah. We're up early. What's no, going on here? It's way too Ooh. early. I've had, trying to talk to Shay and Jake this morning, I've had the the brain fog, and I don't know if it's because we've been off for five days or because it's so early. It's probably because of both. So this should be fun. Well, usually you hear us, Black and Abdallah, six to eight weeknights right here on ESPN 1000. At this time of year, it's dark during our show. So the fact that it's dark this morning, yeah, the sun is, is just coming up, and, and we are seeing State Street in its uh, sleepy state at this moment. Uh, normal for us because yeah. we're used to this at night. Yeah, I'm used. I, my body is being tricked right now to think it's six o'clock at night <laughs> because of the light outside, the lack of people, uh, how tired some people are, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's 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 fine. We're here. It's early. We're talking bears. So, so you want to start baseball? Let's start. Let's start. No, we're not going to start baseball. Well, there, there is uh, news to get to overnight, no. and we mm-hmm. we will start with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I, have a, I have a thought on Justin Fields for you in just a second. If you're just waking up today, though, uh, the Bulls win last night in Miami over the Miami Heat, one thirteen to one hundred three. Uh, we'll discuss Zach Levine and the issues behind the scenes with the Chicago Bulls. We'll get to that this morning. We've all fought uh, behind the scenes, right? How about this uh, breaking news this morning? The Mets have signed <laughs> Carlos Correa. Hold up. Wait, I, I thought he was going to be... He he signed with the Giants. He failed his physical, and the Mets swoop in with all their bags of money. Boom. Correa is a Met. That's crazy information failed this morning. Failed his physical. Did the... Oh, my leg. And then what? How do you fail a physical and then get signed by the next team? No, he oh. got the U up text. No, did the a next, little coughing. The, the next teams, w- w- not they don't care. They're just gonna here. Here we go. We're yeah, gonna we sign him. We no don't need the physical. Here. Don't care. Uh, so we'll we'll get into that as well because uh, if you look at the ownership for the New York Mets, uh, they are spending so much money in this off season. Steve Cohen and his group uh, just signing players, going for a championship, and I think the topic there is in Chicago sports. You got to wake up and realize that the landscape of professional sports is changing before our eyes. If you're an owner and you don't want to spend money on free agents, you're not going to win at a high level. And we can look at it uh, amongst many different sports, baseball, the NBA, the NFL. If you're not spending at a high level, Mm -hmm. chances are you will not be winning at a high level. And I feel it's a direct piece of commentary when you look at our city here in Chicago. There's a lot of mom and pop going on in this city where it's just the the way it was is the way it is. And that's how we're going to operate our franchises. And unfortunately, when you look around the rest of uh, professional sports, it's about billionaires spending their cash. Mm -hmm. And that's what professional sports is today.
See, I, I, I kind of disagree with you, though, because I feel like this is the way it's always been. Like, the Yankees have always spent the most money, and they have the mo- like they have all the rings. Like, not recent success, but they've never been ones to shy away from just saying, oh, there's no salary cap? Sure, let's just spend whatever because we're rich, and we'll just do that. Look at the war. The Warriors always have been fa- found ways to spend money, to bring in Kevin Durant to get another championship. Like, there's always been teams, unless you have the greatness that is Michael Jordan, which the Bulls had, they had the best player of all time, then you can be cheap with your other players, right? Because you have the best player of all time. Look at, I know that the the NFL has a salary cap, but the Cowboys have always had the best facilities and the newest stadium and all that. Like, think about it when they first opened Jerry World. This is sure. like, this is insane. And like, players loved that Jerry World, but they're, they're always in the mix for the top free agents because they're like, oh, you want to play for us? Well, we'll find a, made, a way to make it work. It's backfiring on the Rams now about all the, the money that they've spent and, you know, F the picks and all that kind of stuff. But they've they've never shied away from being like, hey, we have a window here. Let's just spend a bunch of money. It sucks that everyone on their team got hurt and they're bad right now. But in, in sports, to me, this has always been a thing. And I go back when we're talking baseball and look at what the Yankees have done. Like the Yankees are, are always and look at the Dodgers in recent years. I've all just said, you know what? Screw it. No salary cap. We're gonna we'll pay the luxury tax. Doesn't matter. We'll just keep going. Same with the Warriors. All their recent success. You know what? There's a luxury tax. Doesn't matter. We're gonna keep winning. We're gonna keep playing. The fact that this is the third largest market in the country, and the teams don't feel like they need to spend. The White Sox just handed out their biggest contract ever. It was seventy five million dollars. Right. I woke up this morning. Correa signed four hundred million dollars. Like it's in, like seventy five million dollars is your biggest contract. That's insane. Look at the Bulls, not willing to go into the luxury tax, what it's cost them and what it might be costing them in the future. Now, the Bears are a different situation, obviously, because there's a salary cap in the NFL, but they do have the most amount of money. You can spend elsewhere, though. The, but the Bears have never been. The thing is, the Bears have never been cheap with it, right? Like, look at all. Look, they're just spending it poorly. Like, look at all the money they gave uh, the my, they gave Andy back, Dalton and all this my, kind of stuff. My pushback on that is why is the story, the made, the big story around the Bears, there's two storylines here. There's the development of Justin Fields. And then I saw again on the news last night a piece about a possible stadium in Arlington Heights. Yeah. Why is that a piece of news? Because to this point, the Bears have not spent on a world-class stadium. Yeah. Right? So, like, up until this point, they, they haven't spent in places where you can that's outside of the team yes. to get your franchise to the high level that we're talking about with the Mets signing Carlos Correa, Correa overnight for a 12-year, $315 million deal. It's crazy. Well, and to me, this goes into, so back to the Bears spending, right? Like, you can spend, like, the, the stadium to me is different. When I watched the game on Sunday against the Eagles... I know that everyone with the second pick or third pick or whatever it ends up being is saying Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, all that good stuff. But as far as their money goes, dude, if they can't protect Justin Fields, what is the point of all this? What's the point? Like, I know everybody wants that that stud defensive lineman, defensive end. Everybody wants that. But if you're not going to – like, you have to spend that $100 million, right? And if the best offensive tackles out there, the best offensive lineman is out there – What's the point? Like, everybody wants to watch Justin Fields. Everyone is afraid that Justin Fields is going to get hurt in these next three games as they play the Bills on Saturday. If you're not, to me, the number one thing you need to do in this offseason is find a way to protect Justin Fields. I know the offensive line has played better, but you're, as is evident on, on Sunday, they're not always going to stay healthy and you need more weapons. If Justin Fields 
is the priority of the franchise, you need to prove that he's the priority of the franchise and add on that offensive line and add some offensive weapons. Defense, I get it. You want to draft it. You want to develop a defense. You can't be the worst defense in the league. I thought that they played well on on Sunday against the Eagles up until a certain point, but they held their own against one of the best offenses in the NFL. You have to find a way to protect Justin Fields or else what's the point of this? Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, filling in for Cap and Jay Hood. If you want to join the conversation this morning, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We're talking Bears with you. There's also one other piece of news this morning that you need to know. Franco Harris, Hall of Fame running back from the Steelers, uh, passed away at age 72. And the Steelers and the Raiders uh, play that anniversary game on uh, Christmas Eve coming up. Uh, The NFL is going to celebrate the Immaculate Reception uh, with that 50th anniversary game on uh, Saturday night mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. And uh, sad news for Steelers fans. So that's the news this morning. And we're talking Bears with you at 312-332-3776. And Abdallah brings up a great point with Justin Fields. Because he, here's the one thing that I continue to see with Justin Fields. We have seen quarterbacks who are hyped in the past. We have seen the next great guy continue to fail. And what I've seen now from Justin Fields as each week passes is he continues to push past the benchmarks that we set for him as a developing quarterback. What I mean by that is I think in the last two weeks specifically, we have seen Justin Fields grow into a guy who is a budding superstar. Now, do all of the stats match? I would say no. But I feel as if he's starting to make plays within the pocket, escaping, looking downfield. That touchdown pass that he had at the end of the game against the Eagles, now I get it. They don't win the football game. They do cover, though. And and as Justin Fields becomes a more dangerous quarterback and the Bears continue to get over a touchdown point as far as an underdog, I continue to think to myself, this guy is worth betting on because no matter the situation, he's going to be there scoring points. I think the quarterback rating of 119.5 last week against the Eagles is huge. Two, two touchdowns. No interceptions. Mm -hmm. We go to the week before against the Packers. He goes 20 for 25. Great completion percentage. And we continue to see a quarterback develop and continue to push past the development stages that we suggest. There's adversity there, right? You head into this Eagles game on Sunday. There were no receivers to be at. Who, Who was he throwing to? There was a guy out there that I've never even heard of before who was catching passes. Webster? Yeah. He was out there in the preseason, Simba? right? Nasimba? Nasimba Webster? Yeah. He was in there in the preseason. Yeah. I know he's on the team, but my, my point being is Justin Fields is legit out there by himself mm-hmm. and pushing past different benchmarks that you would say we need to see from a quarterback who's developing. And I get it that, that Trevor Lawrence at this point is playing great football as well. But I think the, the conclusion that we'll have at the end of the season is it seems as if the NFL has two more guys to add to the group of young, talented quarterbacks, just like what we saw last year with Herbert and Burrow. And the young quarterbacks continue to push past what we expect from them, especially when you have a guy in Justin Fields who has nothing around him. And I would say that the piece of this that's so encouraging to me is that very idea. He has nothing around him. He has a bad offensive line. He has no wide receivers. And Justin Fields continues to excel. And that is something that I am so encouraged by with the development of the quarterback. And I'm a little surprised that more people are not positive on this development that we've seen from Fields in the last two weeks. Guys, it's here. He's a budding superstar. 
And the numbers haven't completely matched that yet. But I feel as if what we've seen, the eye test, this guy has it all. And, and it's only a matter of time before the team, Ryan Pauls, places enough around him. And he starts to have those stats where everyone starts to suggest he's a budding superstar. And, and that's something where I wanted to start with you on this because I feel like in the last two weeks specifically, anyone who has had doubt over Justin Fields because of the run game, he is now showing you with his arm that he can get it done. And it's been very impressive to see in the last two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you heard it from Matt Eberflus when he talked to the media after the game and he was saying, hey, uh, what do you think of Justin Fields throwing the ball? And his response was, well, yeah, when he's got time, he's great. That's being said by your head coach. When he's got time, he's being great. Justin Fields is putting up these kind of numbers despite being sacked a league-high 46 times. And it's not like a huge gap. Like Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, they've each been sacked 43 and 41 times. So the sacks are up there for both those those players. But what do those players have? Like Russell Wilson, we know isn't good anymore that Broncos team is awful Daniel Jones and the Giants are are okay but to me Justin Fields out of those three quarterbacks I trust Justin Fields the most he's the future out of those three quarterbacks and you have to find ways to protect him because he's shown you the last two weeks he's had great games passing the football Right, We went away from a lot of the run stuff. He did run the ball a lot against the Eagles, but as far as having that 150 yards a game, went away from that and is focusing more on throwing the football. The problem was he was sacked a bunch of times because he's got no time back there. And as you, as you saw the offensive linemen start to drop around him and the, the second stringers come in, the third stringers come in, depth on this team is so important. And that's why I'm saying you have to go spend your money on a guy like Orlando Brown Jr., and make a splash in free agency on the offensive line. Because if you're going to be staying at two or three and get that defensive end or defensive lineman or whatever you want to and not move back, you need to find someone to anchor that defense who's going to protect Justin Fields. And if that's how you spend your money, like you're not going to be this mom and pop shop anymore with your $100 million that you've been touting all year, you need to spend that money and figure out how to protect the future of this franchise and one of the could be one of the faces of the NFL. What do you think Bears fans? You can call us at 312-332-3776. Justin Fields, has he shown you he's a superstar in the making in the last couple of weeks? We'll take your calls. It's Black and Abdallah in for Cap and Jay Hood. This is Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. You don't have to wait till you're in your car to hear what Cap and Jay Hood are talking about. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. It's Cap and Jay Hood with Black and Abdallah filling in. How about that? Sparkles, take that. Take that. I'm surprised we're allowed to be in I here. Know. I'm surprised he oh. didn't see the schedule. Wait, he'd have to look at the schedule. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't find out that we were in and was like, not on my watch. Well, uh, they couldn't get anyone else, so it's uh, you and That's me this morning. True. That's true. It's why. thin during the holidays, yeah. man. Black and Abdallah filling in for Cap and Jay Hood. We're talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. Have you seen enough from Justin Fields over the last two weeks? I have. I, I think what we saw against the Packers, completion percentage, boom. He's in the pocket making smart decisions against the Eagles. 
How about being tough? That dude is tough. He comes back onto the field at the end. There's no reason for Justin to be out there at the end of the game. No. He's he's spinning touchdowns. He's throwing. He's getting out of the pocket. He's finding open wide receivers. I like that. That's exactly what I wanted to see. Lewis and Broadview, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Lewis? Hey, good morning. What's up, guys? Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, Justin Fields is the real deal. Uh, he's going to be the real deal for a very long time in the NFL. And I'm predicting a Super Bowl here in the future. You're going to see Justin Fields go against Joe Burrow. All right, we got it down. Lewis, at 7.20 a.m., Super Bowl in the future for the Chicago Bears. I mean, I'm not going to – I got to see what they add, right? Like, everything is predicated on this offseason. This is a huge offseason for Ryan Poles and the the Bears, right? Having over $100 million in cap space, having all these draft picks, having this high of a draft pick. I mean, you're coming off of a draft where – I would argue he's had more hits than misses. However, that one miss that he's had with Velas Jones is a very big miss. Chase like, Claypool? I like Chase Claypool. I think I think it's it's unfair to I mean look at okay, look at how long it took Justin Fields and the Bears okay. to come out and play better offense and play this full system that they're running. Like I would argue that they would that they should have come out earlier and done and played the way they're playing against Washington the week before that mini buy, but they had to take ten extra days to figure out when to install this system. And like you still see some miscommunication with wide receivers that are out there. I would say give Clay, uh, Chase Claypool a full off season with Justin Fields and the Bears and this playbook. And like because right now obviously it doesn't matter. I want to see more chemistry, but. Give them an entire offseason, and I think he'll be better. You know, watching the games over the weekend, each week I continue to solidify my opinion that I had a couple weeks ago. The Bears' number one need in the offseason is a number one wide receiver. No yeah. if, ands, mm-hmm. or buts. Mm-hmm. Fields has not gotten killed. Has he been killed? He is, hasn't been. Is he's, Fields playing? Has he, he been yes, killed? He has not been killed. Has but, he been killed? But there's been times you're like, no, no. oh, no, no, no. For sure. Yeah. He has not been killed yet. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The offensive line has done an okay job. Yeah. yeah. They've done an okay job. Yeah. You know what he needs? He needs a number one guy. He needs a guy who can get open on third downs. He yeah. needs a guy who's a game changer at wide receiver. That is the number one absolute need for this team in the offseason, whether it be with a draft pick in the first round, whether it be in free agency. There's no one in free agency. Not yet. Uh, so it sounds as if that or first trade. draft pick needs to be on a wide receiver, wherever that is. Yeah. Top five, move back. Top 10, top 15. That's the absolute number one need. Oh, no. Here we go. Eddie on the north oh, it's side. too early. For Here we this. go, Eddie. What's up? Hey, boys. But the first thing first off, there is no good defenses in the NFL this season or even the past season. You don't, you don't like the Eagles? Teams, the Eagles don't have Eagles the no good for you? Eddie, no, no Eagles the, there? San Francisco Eagles, doesn't have a good defense. Play, San Francisco is no good? defense gives up a lot of points, too. Yeah. Okay. All of them do. Yeah. Every single the one Jets, of them. All the, the Jets teams. are no good. Kansas City does. Every, yep. All of them do. Dallas and Michael Parsons, uh, no good. So to the New point England of the has other a good thing is, everybody's saying that, oh, they have nobody here, nobody here, nobody here. Every player that's in the NFL got drafted to the top echelon of where you need to go. You got drafted to the NFL. So all of them have talent. Maybe some of them are in wrong spots, but like Daniel Jones, 
He's passing to a guy that got drafted in the fifth round last week's game, and they won the game. As much as everybody talks bad about the guy, you know what? They win games. And uh, and I think the defense is bad all around the league is because of all the running quarterbacks. Not just Justin Fields, but when it gets to the playoffs, they get checkmarked, and these defensive coordinators, they nail them down and they stop them. And you know that throughout the history of it all. Look at when Lamar Jackson, who's the top-running quarterback, when he got to the playoffs, he was done. He might even be done now. So let me get this straight. Eddie, let me get this straight. You're discrediting quarterbacks who run, yet your thesis for this point is that there are no good defenses in the NFL because quarterbacks can run. Is Is that correct? Is that what I'm hearing here? You you or, don't you or, don't like quarterbacks, quarterbacks who can run, but the, but there are no good defenses because quarterbacks who run break good defenses in today's NFL. Is that correct? It, it, it's hard for them to cover and, and plan for the running quarterbacks, which is coming. You, you'll see even this next coming year, all these uh, quarterbacks that get drafted to the NFL. I guarantee them all of our, all of them are going to run because they're running. Because they can't sit in the pocket and pass it. Who's your, who's your guy in college? JT Daniels? Is that your guy? That, you like statues back there? Contract. Didn't he just transfer to Rice? Yeah, again. His fourth <laughs> school. Is, is that what? what you like? You like a quarterback that just stands back there and, and waits? Is that your guy? Eddie's a big look Mac at, Jones guy. Yeah, look, you, at, you, look at Lawrence in uh, Jacksonville. He can move. He's leaps and bounds. Ahead of Justin Fields right now eh. as an NFL quarterback. I wouldn't say leaps and bounds. I would say they're oh, both yeah, doing absolutely. well. Absolutely. Look at his stats. Okay. Look at all Look their at stats. stats. Look at all their uh, stats, though. Stop what? looking at one. Stop looking at one part of the box score. All touchdowns count the same. He also has wide receivers yeah. and offensive skill players around him. If Justin Fields didn't run anything this year, you look at his stats as a quarterback for these past two years. He's a third or a fourth stringer. But he does that, run, Eddie. He does run. He runs. <laughs> a third or fourth he stringer. He runs. That's the point. What are you talking about? He keeps about? defenses honest because he can run the ball. He's dynamic. What? That's the new NFL. If, if you no, just Eddie, look at Eddie, his Eddie, passing Eddie, stats. Eddie, 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 Just look Eddie, at his passing stats. Eddie. What, what would you say oh, about man. that quarterback? Eddie. If, if, you're not gonna, if you're not going to transition to the modern NFL, you might as well just spend Sundays playing Call of Duty. Modern NFL is just running quarterbacks? Yes, modern NFL yeah. is dual threat yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. Yes, that's the, the, the modern NFL. Modern quarterbacks that break the good modern, defenses. Yes. Josh, the Super Bowl Josh Allen is, is in the modern NFL. Patrick Mahomes, modern NFL. Joe Burrow. Yeah, and did they win? They should have won the Super Bowl. Well, they didn't. You watched it. I did they watch it. Have won. The, the Rams had the better won. defense. And what now, are you talking and now about? with yeah, there's no good defenses. The best no defense good defenses won the NFL, because won of the, the running quarterbacks. It's too early for this. Eddie, go put on a highlight tape Here's of the '85 Bears and enjoy your day. As I predicted with Andrew Luck, and everybody said I was crazy. Running quarterback, Field by the way. Yeah, Andrew Luck ran the ball. Ever win a Super Bowl in the NFL? You can mark that down. All right, we're we're marking it at 7:27. These comments will come back when Fields is hoisting the Super Bowl trophy. Okay. I guarantee it. He will never win a Super Bowl. All right, Eddie. Thank you. All right, guys. Boys, have a good day. You too, Eddie. Yeah, hit Man, that. it is too early. No. Jake Cantu and Shane Norling are here every day. 
they warned us it's early. Oh boy. That was a pretty uh, standard Eddie call, to be honest. <laughs> Nothing out left field there. Pretty standard for Eddie on the north side. Nick in Portage Park, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Nick. How are we doing, boys? Oh, uh, you know, we just talked to Eddie, so. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I don't know what kind of stuff Eddie's smoking, but I kind of want some because he is out there, man. I don't. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say, though, is I hear a lot of you guys on ESPN talking about there's not a really great uh, free agent wide receiver class coming up, and I agree, it's not great. But I think people like, uh, you know, they've kind of given up on Kenny Galladay out in New York, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. They're not, you know, 1A or even 1 receivers. But if you can get a couple of those, those guys cheap until there is a good free agent class, I think that bolster up our, uh, our wide receiver corp a little bit. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Yeah, fair point, Nick. Thanks for the phone call. I, I mean, there, there's just not a number one. There's certainly guys who can add to the depth of the Bears wide receiver group. But I think once you find that number one guy, things are going to kind of fall into place behind Mm -hmm. the number one guy with Mooney and Claypool and St. Brown and who you have collected at this point. And maybe Harry adds to the mix next year. Well, here's the problem, too. Like, I'm looking at 2024's wide receiver class. Yeah. It's not good either. Yeah, you have to you have to draft someone and keep them. Well, you have, not only do you have to draft someone, and I don't think you're going. To, here's the problem with the draft this year. From if you're if you like, we do a lot of, of quote draft work because we watch a lot of college football, right? Yeah. So conversations, yeah. We and, and, we like talking about the NFL. And draft. I look, like I look at every mock draft when it comes out. You know, the, on ESPN, McShay, all this kind of stuff, and Kuiper, and they're even saying, and the other draft analysts are saying that this isn't act, actually this year is not a good year for wide receivers. This is a weaker... If you look at the last five years, right? The the last five years have been very wide receiver heavy. This year is probably the worst one in the last five years. It's very top heavy. And that's why in your first 15 picks, you're going to have to take a wide receiver. But they don't have... Like, you're not going to draft a wide receiver third or second. You move back to, like, 9 or 11, and you take uh, Smith and Jigba. And, that, that, and that's but, your guy. But, but, but what about Jalen Carter? But what about Will Anderson? How are we supposed to get to the quarterback if we don't have a good defense? Sir, you're going to be frozen this weekend w- with your beef and beer out at Soldier but Field. It's bare weather. It's bare weather. <laughs> Chris, what are we supposed to do? I got my Jardinier here. I got everything. Frozen. You can, you can so see the Jardinier. Frozen it's, it's Jardinier. frozen to my yeah. mustache. You can see it. Yeah. No, we need, we need defense. That wins championships. <laughs> This is Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Cap, Cap, Jay Hood. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Can I kick it? Kick it. It's Captain Jay Hood with Black and Abdallah filling in this morning here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. If you're just waking up today, the Bulls win in Miami 113 to 103, but there's drama behind the scenes. We'll discuss that a little bit later on. The Mets have signed Carlos Correa. That's right. You went to bed last night. You thought Correa was a giant. He failed his physical, and the Mets swoop in with a pile of cash. 12-year, $315 million deal. Now, Correa does have to pass a physical with the Mets, but it seems as if uh, they're not as concerned as the Giants' medical staff were. So here come the Mets with Steve Cohen and a bunch of money. Cohen has almost spent 
$800 million in this offseason for the New York Mets. Good. And then also, sadly, uh, Franco Harris, the running back Hall of Famer from the Steelers, passed away at 72. So that's the news you need to know this morning. Black and Abdallah filling in for Cap and J. Hood. Alex on the north side. We're talking Bears here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Alex? Hey, gentlemen. How's it going? We're good. What's up? Hey, so I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of you two. Thank but you. Chris, that that te- that take you have about drafting a wide receiver, I yeah. don't agree with that. Okay, tell me why. Most quarterbacks have sustained success when they have an offensive line to defend them. You know, to keep all these huge linemen off sure. of them. And if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Justin Fields has given up. Well, they've given up a lot of sacks against them. So definitely, I think offensive line and then defensive line. You need someone. You need to shore it up have someone attack the quarterback of the other team. Yeah, and those are fair points, Alex. Here's where I'll uh, come back at you with this. My thought on the wide receiver is when you watch other teams, the best teams in the NFL, uh, a part of the special sauce that makes them so great is a number one stud. Go back to that Eagles game against the Bears. What was the play that broke the game open? It was A.J. Brown getting Mm -hmm. open, was it not? And yes, Hertz found him and he had time. So you're right. The quarterback does need time. But I feel as if part of the reason the Bengals are so dangerous is because of the brilliance of Joe Burrow, but his ability to have a guy always find a way to be open in Jamar Chase. I would say the reason the Dolphins hung with the Bills last Saturday night wasn't because Tua had time. It was because Tyreek Hill was getting open. He's a number one Mm -hmm. guy. I, I feel as if the the piece that you absolutely have to have in today's NFL to hang in games or to be a top team. Now, I know there there is the one caveat of the Chiefs because Mahomes is otherworldly. Worldly, so he, he can kind of get away with being so great without a number one guy. All of the other great teams have a number one wide receiver. That, to me, is the most important piece to add to Justin Fields' development. Right. Do you think that they should take best available then? Like, if it's a second pick, shouldn't it be Jalen Carter, or should they just reach for a wide receiver? No, you don't. You don't reach. Um, you move back. So you, you're ideally you're picking in the bottom of the top ten, uh, and you're collecting another draft pick. If you have to stay at number two or number three, I think you're right, Alex. You select the defensive player there because you don't reach. Uh, but we have seen to this point. Ryan Poles has seen a bit desperate to fill the, the wide receiver problem, right? He missed on, on Velas Jones, and now he goes and trades a second-round pick in season for Chase Claypool. Sorry. Had something in my throat there. That's all, all right. good, Alex. All good. Appreciate <laughs> the call, early, Alex. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate your time. Yep. All right, man. Thanks, Alex. Yes, have a nice day. You too. I think if you look at the way the draft shakes out, the last mock draft from uh, McShay was about eight days ago last week. So if you look at it, the first offensive lineman is Skaronsky from Northwestern at seven to the Colts. The next one after that is Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive tackle from Ohio State to the Steelers. So you're not, you're right, you're not taking an offensive lineman in the top five, right? The way it's shaking out now, there probably is going to be a team. There always is. There's always a team. Like you could be like, oh, it's a one, it's a one quarterback draft. Oh, it's only a two quarterback draft. There's always a team that gets itchy that wants to move up. Look, the Bears did it a few years, like how many years ago with Mitch Trubisky? They got itchy and they, they moved up one spot for Trubisky. Like it's gonna, it, it will happen. 
So you might find a trade partner, whether it's at two or three, to move back into the draft, and then you just kind of let it fall to you. If off, if an offensive tackle's there, you take the offensive tackle. If a good wide receiver's there, they've got the first wide receiver uh, going off the board at thir- 13 to Jacksonville. Quentin Johnson. Oh, Hmm. Look, the Jacksonville Jaguars helping out their quarterback once hmm. again, getting the best wide receiver in this class with Quentin Johnson, uh, the re- wide receiver out of TCU. Like, yeah, people will say, oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best wide receiver, but he doesn't come out for a year. You've got to wait a whole year for that. So maybe that's in the cards. If you only win six or seven games next year, maybe you have an opportunity there. But I would expect this team... As we've talked about before, that if you have over $100 million to spend and you do have a full complement of draft picks and you have Justin Fields, that I'm not saying that the playoffs are necessary next year, but you better win a handful of games next year. You better be in the mix next year if the, if Justin Fields plays the way he's playing now and you help him out. Like, you have to be. If you spend all this money and you do all this stuff, that's why I'm looking at maybe trading back to try to get more picks to make this team even better. Chris in Northbrook, you're on ESPN 1000, talking Bears with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to tell tell you guys a a big thank you. You two and Peggy and Dion have reinvigorated my desire to flip on sports radio. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Chris. I really enjoy you guys, your college football stuff. Uh, the best around. Um, actually, made a couple shekels uh, thanks to some of your picks. Shout out! Um, so you guys are you guys are are top dogs in my uh, radio world. Um, wanted to uh, follow up with the, you said yeah, Justin Fields definitely did make some good chicken salad out of chicken poop, no question there. And I wanted to bring up how um, Cole Cole Komet has been resurrected. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, about ten weeks ago, everybody was was ready to throw him on the scrap heap. But now he's looking good. You think they uh, was? Is this a contract year or no? I don't believe so yet. No, um, but uh, Chris, I, I think you make a good point. Heading into the season, it was Justin Fields was the most important pe- person that you needed to see uh, some development from. Number two was Cole Komet. Cole Komet has stepped up to the challenge. I I think he's been great this year. Can yeah. he take another step in development? Sure, but I I feel as if. Uh, he really has become a go-to guy for the quarterback, and that's exactly what we needed to see in the offseason. No, he's not a free agent until 2024, so you've got a year left. And, you know, going into the season, I agreed with you. I said there were three players that I'm giving an absolute clean slate to. Justin Fields, Cole Komet, and Eddie Jackson. And I think all have stepped up. I know people still don't like Eddie Jackson because he misses tackles or whatever, but look at how bad when he was injured, when he's injured now, some of those plays in the secondary are. He was coming into his own. He was having interceptions again. He was playing well again in this new scheme. I thought that this new scheme would help him out, and it did, and I think he can be productive again for you next year, but definitely Justin Fields, Cole Komet, and Eddie Jackson, those three players have all performed well so far this season in this new Matt Eberflus system. We go to Robert in Green Bay listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Robert? Robert? Good morning, guys. Hello. Robbie. Robert. How you doing? Robert. What's up, man? Hello? Hello? You there? Yeah. Uh, Robert? Robert? Can you, yeah, can you hear me? Bob, we got you. We got you. Uh, my question is... Hello? I, I, yeah, I listened to the caller before. And he was talking about how Justin Fields is, you know, a third-string quarterback. He's not a third-string quarterback. <clears throat> Call him out He's by not, name. His his name is Eddie. His name is Eddie, and he Eddie. lives on the, on the north, north side. side. Yeah, he, he he doesn't watch football like how we we watch it. We're not With backing. Our eyes. 
Yeah, we're not back in the 70s or 80s. We're in the, you know, 2000. Now, if I was the Bears and I'm sitting at the second pick, I would probably move back to get more picks to fill up more holes on our on our team. We need a we need we need an offensive line. You got to fix that offensive line first before you fix your defense. You got to protect your quarterback before you go after the quarterback on defense. And you know, I I look at our team and I look at Philadelphia. Work kind of similar. We're going to probably do the similar things that Philly, Philly did. Go get a stud wide receiver. I would go get that guy out of uh, his, out of TCU that, um, I forgot his name. I'm not a big uh, college guy. but Johnston? I would go, yeah, Michael Johnston. Yeah. Him or someone else that, you know, because look what Philly did. Philly went and got Smith first. Then okay, we're gonna go pray for AJ Brown. That's what the Sorry. Bears. That's what the Bears should do. I like Chase Claypool. Okay. You know, Fine. I keep t- keep telling people he came in the middle of the season. He's not gonna know that playbook. Like I, I agree. I agree with both of you guys. Give him a, a year with Justin Fields. Maybe we got something you know in him that he could be that number one one guy and then Moody could be at the number two guy and to me I, I would keep most of the receivers I'm not blaming that they can't get open but you got to protect them you got to protect Justin Fields so your receivers can get open so he can throw the ball to, to me I think Justin Fields did a did a, a leap everybody was talking oh he's not this he's not that like they were talking about Pokemon Give this whole team a, a time because next year I think they can probably go and be competitive next year because you got money. You can go get a foreign partner. You can go get in Blackway Sioux. You can go get all these defensive players and offensive players like Orlando Brown. I'll throw a bag at him. Okay, you're gonna left my. You're gonna you're gonna block my uh, my blind side. Then, then you're going to see Justin Fields not scrambling, you know, so much, and he's going to, you know, he see the field, you know, downfield. Thanks for the call, Robert. Appreciate you. Yep, yep. He said holes, right? I think so. Cap and Jay Hood <laughs> mornings on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Don't miss the conversation. Cap and Jay Hood. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Cap and Hoodie. Bop, 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 bop. And listen to Cap and Jay Hood at home and in the office. Now, back to more Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah filling in. In less than 10 minutes, we will have Shot or No Shot with Shane Norling right here on ESPN 1000. It's the best segment all day long. Oh, shot yeah. or No Shot. People favorite. speak about Shot or No Shot 
in the hallways here, no, uh, behind the scenes, on the streets of Chicago. People are walking up to strangers saying, hey, shot or no shot, buddy, pal, sport. Yeah. It's uh, inc- it's crazy the way it's taken over the city. You know, Chris, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago. Yes, you can. And uh, Capital is ours in, in the Twitch chat. Sure. And he makes a good point. Okay. For all of our early risers, we, it's have, early, man. we have to say, and Twitch is brought to you by DraftKings, we have to say the Bears have no talent. Uh, well, they the have Bears, some. No, they, no, no. they have Justin Fields. The Bears don't have enough talent. He's a talented player. He makes player. a good point. There's a few people out there that play the Cap and J Hood drinking game. We've been oh. 54 minutes in. They're so going they're through sober, some. They're, they're going through some withdrawal. It's the holiday season. <laughs> they they're got going. The shakes. They were starting to, you know, do the, <laughs> they got the, the itch, shakes. The neck itch real quick. All right. So for them, yes. For them, the Bears have no. The Bears have no talent. talent. Good job so, on you, yeah. making sure the people are keeping up with their alcohol. Well, I just yeah. I, listen. I just don't want people to go through withdrawal. It's the holiday season. That's a public service that you just. I just did, you know. I try. I try. Daddy, like you. How about an early shot or no shot? Cap knows that the Cap and J Hood drinking game exists. Daddy, like you. And for those who play the Black and Abdallah drinking game, I will have you know that the Bears are playing the number one team in overall DVOA. Yeah, pretty good. Daddy, like you. Drink for that, too. So that's two drinks. When's Black's Hall of Fame induction? What? When's Black's Hall of Fame induction? (laughs) Daddy, like you. Uh, Abdallah, uh, you and I, we host uh, weeknights here at ESPN 1000 from 6 to 8 p.m. each and every night. Uh, It's unusual for us to be on the air where the sunlight is out out now. So uh, good morning. Uh, We are at night the dog show of record here at the station. Dog show? I saw this in the Washington Post, uh, the most popular people names for dogs. Now, here on the show, Jay Cantu and Shay Norling are producing today. They both have dogs. We have dogs. Hold on. Yeah. What what do you have? The, The people names for dogs? The most popular people names for dogs. So, like, dogs named Peter? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I thought like like dog people have given dogs names or dogs with people names. Right? Dogs with people names. You lost me on that one. So people's dogs names or dogs <laughs> with people names. What is dogs it? who have people names? Okay, there you go. All right. Dogs who have people Did I names. Say something else? You said people's dogs names. The so most I, popular people names for dogs. Yeah, okay. We're on the same page. Like dogs named Jack. And don't, Doug. don't dare me to go back to sleep. And Doug. I'll just go. I'll just people. go home right now and go back to sleep. <laughs> dog uh, names for people. Th- this was in the Washington Post, and they said the Atlantic noticed a trend in dog names after human. So dogs that are named after humans, and they wondered how common is that. And so they researched off of sixty-one thousand dogs available for adoption. And then they cross-referenced that with Social Security records dating back to the 1800s of people names. So, Abdallah, my dog's name is Gus. So they have this little uh, feature on their website. You can type in the name, and it will tell you if the name is a dog name or a people name. Okay. So I type Gus into the, the search there, and it says Gus is a dog name. So my dog, Gus, has a dog name. It said in the database... There were only five people that cross-referenced that were actually named Gus. Most of them, 61, were dogs. So most Gusses that you see or meet will be a dog. Okay. So your dog's name is? Penny. 
So Penny, let's type in Penny. It's not short for Penelope. It's just Penny. And we searched Penny, and Penny is a dog's name. Oh, it is? Yeah. 154 dogs are named Penny, where only 27 people were named Penny. Even after, like, Penny Lane so or there, Penny... So there you go. Dog name. Huh. Shay, your dog's name is? Stout. Like a beer. Stout. Stout is searched, and that is... 100% dog name. It's a dog name. It says five dogs named Stout, zero people. See, only five dogs? See how unique that is? Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Uh, Jake, your dog's name? I got a hillbilly. Billy. B-I-L-L-I-E. That's Billy. Name. So after Billy Eilish. After Billy Eilish. That's interesting. Please tell me you named it after Billy Eilish. My girlfriend named it after Billy Eilish. Wow. Tough break. It's a tough break this morning. Uh, Billy is a mostly human name. Okay. Uh, 20 dogs. 37 people are named Billy. So most dogs are named, uh, most most humans are named Billy over the dogs. My wife changed our dog's name when she adopted our dog. What was it? Sadie. Sadie. S-A-D-I-E. Sadie. Sadie. And she changed it because she was like, I don't think she looks like a Sadie. Most Sadies are dogs. Oh, okay. 216 dogs, 37 people. All right. Let's try this one. Adam. No, that's a people name. Let's see. Adam. Oh, mostly a human name. Yeah. Okay. Who names, a, who names a, a dog Adam? 20 people. There are 20 dogs Adam. 157 what is wrong people. With you people. All right. Let's see. Shay. Let's see Shay. Let's, what, what do we got here? S H E A, by the way. Got to get it right. I have it. S H E A. Mostly dog. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Hey, man. Well, I All mean. Right. One more. K. A P. Let's see. Cap. Let's see how many. Name not found. We'll be back in oh, two minutes. No. This, this is Chicago's home for sports. This is Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000.